Hi, thank you for tuning in to State of the Arts, a podcast where art forms are embraced and artists are celebrated. I'm Lee, your hostess of Ceremonies, and this is episode 71. My guest this week is Walker R. Mansky, who is the curator of the newly opened Martine One Art Gallery in White Plains, New York. I am on location right now for this exciting interview. I remember seeing this art gallery while my husband was driving me to the train station and I was amazed at at the location and at the art that I could see through the window. This is quite a spectacular place. Martine One Art Gallery is a contemporary gallery that features original works, limited editions, emerging art, sculpture, and decorative objects. Welcome to my show, Walker. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is such an honor. So how was this gallery formed? How was it birthed? So this gallery was conceptualized with me and my business partner, Martin Ginsberg, and he owns this building. Um, this building used to be Pace's office space. I remember that. So we converted it to 180 residential units. Oh. Um, and they're all luxury residential, one or studio, one bedroom and two bedrooms. And the building itself has like an art focus because Martin Ginsburg collects art. And he has the art collecting bug. And he really wanted it to kind of share that art collecting experience with his residents. So he wanted to open up an art gallery in the lobby. Oh, wow. So my background, I have started a few galleries, and he contacted me to open up a space here. And we partnered up, you know, I conceptualized the space, did the full build out, sourced all the art, and it was originally intended as mainly to cater to the residents of the building, Mm -hmm. but White Plains doesn't really have any contemporary art galleries, so we are like the first of its kind. And the ultimate goal is to really transform this, we call this the city square, and we really want to transform the whole neighborhood um, with like high-end shopping, restaurants, and art galleries. Oh, that's great. So there's a bigger plan that's... (laughs) Taking longer to start, I mean, we have had the luxury of opening an art gallery during the height of the pandemic, and with today's events, it hasn't gotten any easier. No, of course not, but wow, this is a great start, because this is such a beautiful gallery and a beautiful building. It is, so people love new construction. Of course. (laughs) it's, It's brand new, so it's very nice. The gallery itself is very large almost 2,000 square feet. So there's lots of wall space and lots of art to see. Where do you commission the artists for the pieces? Um, Really all over. I have a vast network of galleries and other dealers that would consign me work to show. Um, But mostly it's Westchester, Hudson Valley, and then the five boroughs is where I'm really getting most of my art from. That's great, and it actually gets shipped to the location. Of course, yeah. But we do like to cater to our local artists, so we kind of favor 
artists that are in Westchester and Hudson Valley that are, are local to the gallery. Oh, wow, that's wonderful. It makes it easier too for like, if an artist is shipping his work from you know across the country, the costs of doing so get difficult. Sure. Profit margins get much smaller. Yeah, that makes so. sense. And these are up for purchase. Oh yeah, everything's for sale. <laughs> <laughs> do people bid? Um, typically no. Like, I do occasionally put some pieces into like general auctions mm -hmm. with like Sotheby's, Christie's, and then other online auction houses. But it's rare. Um, they take a big cut, so I'd rather sell it directly myself. That makes sense. Yep. So take us back to opening day. What was that like? Um, it was very successful, actually. We opened on the day that we had the ribbon cutting for the building itself. And Martin is very hooked in politically because he's been in the real estate business in Westchester for 40 years, probably more. So he's hooked in politically. So we had the mayor and the governor here during our ribbon cutting ceremony. Oh, how exciting. Yep. Um, so he has these built-in relationships that help market the gallery and form the gallery. And it's through those relationships that I'm hoping to transform White Plains itself and have them be more open to art exhibits and street art that would go in like municipal buildings and public spaces in and around White Plains. That's great, and we definitely need that in this city. We're yes. a little short in the art department. <laughs> Do you spend any time in Florida? Uh, no, no, I don't. <laughs> not, no. not too familiar with it. When I was a child, of course, I went to Disney World. But <laughs> Well, there, I mean, it's not just Florida, too, but Florida is really kind of the epicenter of it, where they've embraced street and urban art, like, wholeheartedly. There, if there's an open wall in, like, Miami or West Palm Beach it's gonna have some sort of art project on it. And it's usually done by local artists in Florida. And I envision doing the same thing in White Plains. Oh my, it's that really, would be wonderful. It's really ripe for it. Yes. There's a lot of public spaces and buildings that the city owns that would ultimately be up to them to give the approval. But you, you, know, you put the bid out there for other artists and they submit their work for inclusion so, you know, really any artist could be submitted for inclusion for these works. That's, that's wonderful. There's so many aspiring artists out there who have the talent. They just need to get their name out to the exactly, public. Exactly, to, to showcase their work. And really, you know, like a lot of artists are doing that through social media, Instagram, Facebook. And that's all perfect. But like seeing the physical artwork is really where they're gonna get a lot of like worth out of seeing that work in a public space. It, it adds gravitas and it gives the artist some provenance that you, they have a public work in a city. Yes, and it's a lot of foot traffic too. A yes. lot of people get to see it. <laughs> uh, do you paint or draw or sculpt? I do not actually. No, wow, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I, I mean, I have like artistic vision, but I do not have the artistic talent. I went to school for business management and marketing, and I was formerly in the hedge fund business before I changed into the art world. So you had a passion for art. Yeah, I did. I actually, my minor area of study was art history. 
and I had kind of a life event that pulled me out of the hedge fund business, and so I relied on my secondary area study that I was passionate about. That's great. You went for your passion. I did, and it's much more rewarding. <laughs> it always is. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> and you hold events here as well. I do. So typically I'll have minimum at least one event a month um, because this district is not built up to the way that we want it to be yet. Like I don't get a ton of walking traffic. I mean, if the gallery was on the other side of the building, I would get a lot of walking traffic for the train. Right. But because I'm on this side, I don't get as much as I thought I would. So I plan on being event heavy. Um, so yeah, definitely one a month. And you know, seasonally, I'll probably have more. So when, it's, when the weather's nice, I'll have more events. Would you rent this space out for private events? Yep, I do. I do. Um, having an event... It's a fundraiser for a political candidate on April 7th. And that'll be my second one. I actually did one in late January. We did a fundraiser for Governor Hochul. Nice. Wow. <laughs> and this is a great space, too. You have a lot of room to work with. A lot of room, yep. A lot of different, like, alcoves. And, you know, we can handle a good number of people. And really the name of the game is to get people into the gallery and have them be aware that we exist. Yes. And having events is really a great way to do that. That is a great way to do that. You know, building through <laughs> word of mouth is probably the best. Yes, absolutely. You want the word to spread around about this place. Mm -hmm. And if you're driving by, too, it kind of stands out, I must say. <laughs> yeah. As a, you know, we, it's an external piece of the building so it kind of juts out a little bit and then having the art in the windows it's good visibility sure and you have some very unique pieces yep I try to always put like a provocative piece in the window that always <laughs> draws people in especially if they're driving by they, they see it and they're like oh my god what's that and that draws them in that makes a lot of sense yep. <laughs> so right now we have snow white with the american flag yep <laughs> yep that is by a young artist named john westbay and he has a like a signature element in his works and it's it's a heart with like a smiling face with like puppy dog eyes oh, oh okay that's the same artist who did the hearts yep same artist <laughs> who did the heart and that heart is actually on her like these so shoulder puffs. Oh, of exactly her dress. What they're called. Yeah. yeah, it's on her dress. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a great, great artist, local from Brooklyn. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I'm very happy to show his work. So. <laughs> I like that work. I mean, I like that kind of whimsical, cartoonish. Yes. <laughs> and it's 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 cute, and it's like hard not to like. Yes. And <laughs> it's really really pretty work. <laughs> And you have some uh, sculptures here, too, that are uh, made I out do. of metal. So I like to, I don't like to show just one type of art, and then having sculpture, the 3D elements of it blend well with the 2D work. And, and certainly, yeah. These sculptures that I have now are by Jay Lalonde, and he is from the Hudson Valley into sailing. 
Oh, okay. But he's also a sculptor. <laughs> but this body of work is based on sailboats and sailing. It reminded me of something mechanical. Yeah. So yeah, some of them kind of, and what I really like about them is they cast these shadows on the wall when, when they're lit properly. And throughout the day as it comes in, they create different shadows on the wall. And then they're really interesting. That is, yes. I find those pieces so fascinating. Yeah, they're, he's a great artist. When I was walking around here, I spent some extra time looking at them. Mm -hmm. And then I have some other um, sculpture right now that's by Mark Quinlan. And he's another local artist. He's from Yorktown. And those sculptures, they look almost floral and mechanical at the same time, yes. which is very interesting. And he has an engineer background. Okay. And those are actually made from finished nails. Oh, so all right. Are, so they're antique nails. How fascinating. Wow. Yep, so they have a nice softness to them, but made from you know, a very hard object. Hmm. And, and uh, how often do you rotate the artists? Um, every couple of months, um, based on sales, and then typically I like to change it up every couple of months to keep it fresh. You know, if people walk by and see that I'm showing the same work that they saw two months ago, it would kind of deter them from coming in. Um, mm -hmm. I try to keep it thematic, you know, just an overall theme that meshes well. Okay, but so it all ties in together. Yeah, they try, I try to. Um, right now I'm showing like a bunch of different work, so it's harder to have one theme. <laughs> um, I'm conceptualizing this show probably in, for the spring. That it'll, nice. be, it'll be tiny artworks. Tiny so it'll be art. very small. Oh. Like four by four inches, sometimes even smaller. Oh, wow. So it'll be a whole collection of tiny objects. I would like to see that. Of course, of course. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. Um, and I, that one's actually kind of near and dear to my heart because I like tiny artworks. They, they are. They're adorable. Yeah, they're very intimate. And the ones that I'll be showing are they're highly detailed. The woman that, one of the painters that I'll be featuring, she paints with a brush that has like two hairs on it. Because she, oh. I mean, her works are literally like almost like a stamp. Wow. And she paints. How incredible. Yeah, but they are images of like pop, um, pop imagery featuring, it'll be like a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Oh. Or like a McDonald's <laughs> thing of fries. So it's very, it's instantly recognizable objects, but they're very tiny. So you can look in. So the, the, they're going to be magnifying glasses here. Mm, you could. Maybe, but, well, they're framed and they'll be lit, so they'll be showcased. But yes, you're going to have to get up close to see them. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's great. Which creates that, you know, that intimate thing with the viewer. I could imagine if Andy Warhol was still alive, he would want his work here. Uh, I would love to have it. <laughs> Andy Warhol is one of my favorite, favorite artists. Yes, he's such an icon. He is. He also contributed to the conceptual side of art like because he used pop imagery and he used images of brands yes he did and people always ask because a lot of my artists and street artists in general they use a lot of other artists imagery and 
pop imagery from brands like Coca-Cola. And people always ask, they're like, how are they able to do that? And once you create an art piece, whether you're using the imagery of something else, it creates a new medium. And that's how they're able to do it. That's, and it's Andy Warhol that really set that precedence. Wow, so you could actually get around the copyright laws. Yeah, there really that. is no copyright when it comes to like fine art. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there are some rules, but I, there's nothing stopping from like Coca-Cola from suing you, but they would lose because oh. you know precedence has been established in regard to fine art. Interesting, wow. That's amazing. It's, well, I guess it's one of the areas yeah. of creativity where there's more leeway. Yeah. I mean, you can take into like the exact logo, and if you put it on a canvas, and the act of putting it on the canvas covers you because oh. you're creating a new piece. How incredible. Yeah. That's good to know, too. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is... Everything is fair game in the arts. How incredible. It's, it's really been going on for hundreds of years. Like, even old masters, they all stole and borrowed from each other. It's the same way with music, dancing, yep. I think any creative form. Yep, <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> I guess it's, I like seeing it more as inspiration rather than stealing. <laughs> yeah, inspired by. Yes. <laughs> so how long does it take you to get a whole collection together? You have to contact artists? Yeah, I would to... say every probably couple months. Like over that time, I'm, I'm conceptualizing the next show. Oh, okay. So I'm doing research and reaching out to artists. Um, so yeah, probably three months, all said and done, to you, get it up on the wall. So once everything's set, you start on the next one? Yes. It never stops. It never stops. No. There's, always, <laughs> there's no shortage of artists. I mean, there's so many artists out there that are so talented that never get the time of day. I know, it's terrible. Yeah. It's changed a lot with social media. Because mm -hmm. before, like, if your work wasn't in a gallery in, like, an art scene, like uh, Miami or New York, you really weren't going to get the time of day. But now, every artist really has their own gallery. You know, they use Instagram as their gallery. Right. That's true. With social media, they have access to the public yeah. much more than ever mm -hmm. before. It's a digital access, but and especially in the art world, people really need to see the physical work, especially when it comes time to buy it. Like buying off Instagram is good, it's great, but like a lot of the time the client wants to see the piece before they make the final decision. And that makes perfect sense. And that's why galleries exist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, so how would someone find out more information about this gallery? Sure, you're on a few mediums. You have a website, obviously. Yep. So I have a website. It's www.onemartinegallery.com. And I have a social media, Facebook, Instagram. So you can feel free to follow us there. It's at One Martin Gallery. And... Because I've been in the art business for over 10 years, I have a huge client list that I draw from to market works to. That's great. Yeah. And what advice would you give aspiring artists?
today a very successful artist is really identified by like a signature style. You see like the typical like artist that has found success. One of the things about their work is that you can look at it and you can say, oh, that's a, that's a cause or that's a Banksy. You, can have, you have that immediate recognizability. So I would try to develop a unique style that is your own that becomes instantly recognizable. And a lot of artists do that to kind of get their work known and have clients look at it and say, oh, that's a Sabina Jindal. I can see it right away. Um, and developing that theme is very important. You see that in John West Bay's work with that heart. That heart has become his style. Right. And it's his identifier. Yeah. There's a few other artists that do it. There's this one street artist. His name is Dane. And all his works have a red, red circle around. He does a lot of portrait work. And has a red circle around the eye. And that's kind of his signature. And that defines them from all the artists and yes. makes them stand out. Exactly. That's great. And what advice would you give an aspiring curator? One of the hardest aspects of running a gallery is costs. It's expensive. You know, my rent is expensive. And then the cost of shipping artworks, insurance, you know, it gets, gets pricey. Um, and keeping the cost down in today's market is difficult. Um, my advice would be is to get a good space and if the rent's not too expensive try to stay there forever become known as that space and you'll grow a, a, a loyal clientele in that demographic oh, that's great it sounds like a lot of work but rewarding at the end <laughs> very rewarding yes it is hard work getting a gallery up and running uh, most galleries take like up to three years to reach their full potential. Wow. Um, we're only four or five months in, so we have a long way to go. <laughs> uh, but I think the market is right. White, one of the reasons we chose White Plains is White Plains is a great option for people that are leaving Manhattan. And we found that a lot of people have left Manhattan, they've chose White Plains because it's still you know, it's still a, a big city, but it's in Westchester, so it's in, like, the suburbs. So there's a safetyness, fresh air, different lifestyle from Manhattan that makes White Plains a nice option for them. So we feel like we're ahead of the market, um, but I think White Plains is really going through a big growth right now. You see it in there's so many residential buildings that are going up or being renovated as we speak. Um, I think there's six different projects happening right now. Yes, and, extraordinary. Yeah, and if you have that, it's really, you'll see a, a big boom in the population. It's already happening. It is, it is. <laughs> we just need more restaurants and a better shopping district and company. Yes, <laughs> and I think more recreational yes. things around here. <laughs> and art galleries tend to be um, contagious. So once other people see that there's an art gallery here, they see that there could possibly be a market and other galleries tend to follow suit. Yeah, well, there was the, the, the art center, the museum on Mamaroneck. Mm -hmm. 
I've been in there before. They're not as open as much as I wish they were. Yes, and Arts Westchester, they've been a big supporter of arts in Westchester County for some time. And they have a great space too. They do, um, yes. It's you a former bank. Yes. Really translates well to showing art. Uh, I do wish they had more events as well. Yeah. And I'd be happy to collaborate <laughs> with them. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> such an extraordinary idea yes <laughs> it's been in the works so. <laughs> oh great yeah. That's martin wonderful. has a good relationship with uh, the woman who runs it so we've been trying to figure out a way that we can work together excellent yeah. i think i actually met her when they had their reopening yeah. after the pandemic janet langs yes so I wish they had more shows, but they have a great roster of artists that they support. Yeah, it's a wonderful place. It sure is. Yes. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners before we sign off? Um, just to come visit me at One Martine Avenue in White Plains. The name of the gallery is One Martine Gallery. And I'd be happy to show you around and answer any questions about contemporary art. Um, and how can we, as patrons of the arts, show our support for the arts during this time? Um, well, you can join my mailing list, and you will get all of my invites to my shows and openings and special offers we send out. And come to our shows and support the arts. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, make sure you get out there and explore, discover new artists discover new works. So ours is a bottomless adventure. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I always tell my kids that they should really focus on the arts, whether it be music or dance or acting. These are going to be some of the few jobs that exist in the future that aren't going to be done by a computer, that yes. you need this artistic talent and to make a career out of it because those will be some of the few jobs that are left. That's so. extraordinary and you know I've never saw it that way and you're the first person ever to bring to light. It's very true. That. I mean like even like like stock jobs I mean it'll be done by a computer. A computer will be able to do it way better than anybody to follow trends in the market. I mean even insurance brokers like, Really, everything can eventually be done by a computer, so yeah. it gets scary. <laughs> I know. <laughs> These days, you know, you talk to machines on the phone. You don't even get mm -hmm. sales representatives anymore. <laughs> so I always say to my kids to exercise that, that art gene. And I think mm -hmm. it's a much more rewarding career as well. It is. It makes you a much more interesting person. It sure does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, all of all of my artists, they're all characters, interesting people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we certainly are. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, like my husband says, every human being is crazy, but artists, we own it. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Very true. Yeah, so I want to thank you so much. This was such a wonderful, inspiring, and educational interview. Well, happy to do it. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of State of the Arts. I encourage all of you to stay true to your dreams, stay safe, and stay positive. 
Take care, everyone.